0: My name is Monica Lieberman, and you're listening to Silence On Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we have Catherine McNamara, who plays Abby Walker in the Walker prequel called Walker Independence, airing on The CW. It follows Abby Walker, who is an affluent and tough-minded Bostonian, whose husband is murdered before her eyes while on their journey out West. So to talk about what fans can expect this upcoming season, what it's like filming in a time period. And yes, to answer that question about that tartan that is shown in the promo photo, here is Catherine McNamara. I want to ask you kind of initially, what drew you into playing Abby? And are you impressed that for the time period that she's such a strong woman because we normally don't really get to see that in a period piece?
1: Yeah, and that's you know that's initially what drew me to Abby is when I first read the pilot, it it struck me how you know she's a woman sort of out of time, and she's very educated. She's you know a teacher and an artist and a piano player and all of these things, and suddenly she's you know thrust into a situation where her entire life burns up in front of her in the first fifteen minutes. And instead of becoming a victim of her circumstance, she chooses to um, grow from it and move on and and create her own life which we very rarely get to see from women in that time.
0: Yeah, it was it was really exciting to like see someone that like took charge, you know? And mm-hmm. even when her character comes across, obviously Hoyt, who we all love, we all love Matt Barr. But when you guys <laughs> come across each other, it's just so funny because you just go toe to toe. And it was just yeah. so refreshing. And I felt like this pilot in particular was so different.
1: What I love too about the, the Hoyt and Abby relationship is that, you know, there are two characters that are both fighting for what they believe to be justice and loyalty and what is right and yet they come at it from very different perspectives and very different moral compasses and they tend to uh push each other's buttons in a lot of ways but by in doing so they each grow from it in different ways and uh it's really it's really fascinating to see them confront sides of each other that they otherwise wouldn't have needed to.
0: Yeah. And I really enjoyed, too, that, um, like, even for a Hoyt, like, when, when you guys are having conversations, he doesn't treat you like I feel like he would treat another woman for some reason. There's some sort of kindred spirits between the two of you. Mm-hmm that you guys relate on. I think you both can see tragedy like within each other for some reason. So I think you guys are like drawn to each other. And mm-hmm. I love how it first happens in kind of a funny way that you kind of <laughs> crossing each other, but then ultimately, you know, you're going to move forward on a trek together for justice. Absolutely. So your character says something that I thought was very interesting and you're not doing it for revenge. You're doing it for justice. And it's one of the last sentences that kind of like airs in the episode. And why do you think it's important to emphasize that this is not like a revenge, vengeful, angry type of attack, that this is a justice, like movement for her?
1: You know, it depends. That's where she starts, for sure. But as we move forward in the story, you know, as we all know about, well, then one of the things we all love most about Westerns is that justice is sort of undefined and it's never clean cut. It's always a bit messy in the West. And it'll be interesting to see a woman who has such a strong moral compass have to make choices and have to make sacrifices and, and really decide what, how far she will go in order to get this justice.
0: And when you read the script, how do you prepare um, as an actress when you find out that you're playing a character where your husband gets murdered, and then now you're in a, a town that you're going to be seeing the murderer? And obviously we see her make kind of crazy decisions at the beginning, but the fact that you have to rationalize in your brain, like how would I deal with this? How would I react seeing this? What is the long game? How do I play this out? So how do you prep for that when you read kind of where you're going?
1: I think it's, I mean, first of all, I don't know much about where I'm going. That's that's kind <laughs> of the interesting thing about working on a television series like this, especially one that's not based on comics or books or anything like that. You really don't know what they're going to do. And the writers are, of course, very tight-lipped and, you know, don't share too much, as much as I ask and as much as I beg. Um, so a lot of it, you know, as I get each episode, I learn as well. But what's interesting is that, you know, grief is grief. And it's such a human process that I think all of us can relate to on a certain level. And it is something that is utterly universal. And, you know, in no matter to what extent, everyone has felt that everyone has been through that everyone has lost someone or something in their life. And it's, it's a story that can be so inspiring because you get to see this woman overcome her worst fears and everything she thought would never happen and, and have her life entirely change course. And go, okay, that was my life. This is my life now. And the only thing I can do is move forward. And, uh, you know, it becomes a a really interesting allegory. But it's it's becoming, the more we get into the show, it's becoming a a bit of an allegory for our world today. You know, coming out of the pandemic, our world is on a similar precipice to the West, in a sense. All these people have come to independence for a chance to start over. And a, a chance to reclaim their lives and to create the world in which they want to live and getting to watch all of these characters do that in a in an environment that is such a microcosm of a small unincorporated town in Texas in the late 1800s it really makes you think about our world today and the choices that each of us makes as we are navigating this new world that we're living in
0: yeah i mean that's such a good comparison to it because it is true because so much of us want a fresh start or want to do something or you know, even like with the pandemic, like you said, we wanted to like get out and be free. And it's almost like you forget yeah. about your freedom. So to have a show like this where there aren't some rights for some of the women and there aren't certain things that you kind of take for granted, it's almost like reminding you and reiterating like we all went through something together, but look mm-hmm. at all of the positive that can came out of it and that we can still kind of gain from it, especially when comparing it to a show like this.
1: Well, that's exactly what you see in independence is you see a group of people who are trying to form a community. who are trying to figure out who they can trust, who they can rely on and how to build a world together or how to fight for what they want on their own. And it, it just depends. And you get to see this sort of ebb and flow of these people that are trying to navigate a world that has no rules. Um, and it's, it's very it's very telling as you see these characters make choices
0: yeah I wanted to ask you like what some of like the fun scenes for you were because obviously this is very different for you in terms of <laughs> I've seen you in leather I've seen you like with like arrows and fighting and all the kind of different uh, shows and I've watched you for a very long time I've interviewed you for a very long time this is very different and you do such a good job the way you talk is very different the way you stand is very different you're in very different outfits, which I'm sure are not comfortable. So like, how was it for you in this role kind of handling all of that? What's your favorite thing, your least favorite thing kind of becoming her
1: it's a blast i mean it's why i do what i do you know i get the opportunity to explore a million different lifestyles and and a million different time periods so much of it is about the the physicality of the character as well and and being immersed in the world and that's i think my favorite part about walker independence aside from the people who i mean our cast our crew everyone is incredibly lovely but it's getting to come to work every day and step into a world. We have our, our town where most of us have are practical, where we can walk into and out of buildings. And we're in our costume designer, Marion Toy, has created these costumes. And, and her team is amazing that it's a blend of vintage pieces and pieces that they've made. But it's as historically accurate as possible. So, you know, when you put on the corset every day and when you put on the boots and you put on all these things and these layers and layers and layers of dress. It, uh, it really changes the way you interact with the space around you and, and move throughout that space. And it does shape who the character is. Um, you know, and it, it, it's very interesting. And it's it's what I love, you know, whether I'm in a super suit all day long that feels like I'm wrapped in a resistance band or a 20 pound dress and a corset trying to jump on and off a horse. It's part of the job. And that's that's the fun challenge of it all.
0: I have to ask you, this is like the weirdest question, but it's been like floating on on the internet a rumor about your tartan. Have you heard about this? So I have yeah, to ask yeah, yeah. It. Okay. But In the promotional photos, right? In the first episode, we see it. Everyone's like, Oh yes. my God, it's the Frasier tartan from Outlander. She knows Sam. Is that, so <laughs> let's just put the rule. No one, I don't know if anyone's asked you, so let's just put it yeah. out. So- it was
1: not my choice at all. Okay. Uh, it was, it was a very hysterical coincidence. I think our showrunners, descended from the Mackenzie family. It, oh, yeah. So he, he it, like or his mom or his grandmother or something is a Mackenzie. So as an homage to his family, he wanted to put in the Mackenzie plaid into the the show. And given that Abby is from Boston and, you know, seems relatively of that descent uh, physically, given the red hair, et cetera, <laughs> yeah. they decided to include it as the one thing that, you know, Abby has when the wagon burns up is her dress and her Mackenzie tartan. And uh, that just happened to be when the promotional photos came out. I can't tell you how many tweets I got a text from Sam being like, oh, did you steal my tart? And like, yes, it did. I'm sorry. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you know, now that the Frasers the are in America, we can somehow meet somewhere in the middle and do a crossover, I don't know. Cool
0: crossover, that would be amazing, <laughs> we which have Sam on, and all of a sudden you're like, what are you doing here?
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: so funny, because like it literally, everybody was talking about it and I was going, I didn't even yeah. know, that. like I'm like paying attention, you know, I'm watching it differently, because I'm like, I'm right. watching everything, but it was just right. so funny, and it was asked so many times, and I'm going, I don't know if she got asked it, so I guess you got asked it a million times. <laughs> but the, I guess the pro of it is that it's really cool to hear that story that it kind of yeah very important to them and kind of ran through their family and it's a nice homage to them, so like that's really nice to have that in there. But I do think it's funny that it's just related to poor Outlander and Sam, and that's funny, but I want to ask you, are we going to find out a little more about your family in the first episode it's mentioned? you know that your family's not nice people obviously there's there's things that have happened to you. Are we going to find out more about that, and then how is the relationship? between you or I should say Abby and Hoyt going to grow as the season progresses
1: as far as the Abby and Hoyt relationship it's it's very interesting because given you know that Abby is grieving her husband there's not necessarily a romantic recourse right away but what you do see is these two people that are bonded by what they've been through and these two people that whether they like it or not, whether they agree or not, are working together because they both want the same thing. And the more we find out about Tom Davidson and what he's planning and his family, it just snowballs from there. In trying to figure out why her husband was murdered, what actually happened that night, Abby's forced to confront her husband's past, what, why he actually decided to go west in the first place. And also her family, and the reasons that she can't go back to Boston, the reasons that she is staying in independence, and the risks that Mary Manov exists there so um it's it'll be interesting to watch her sort of confront her past and her future as she's trying to figure things out in the present.
0: I wanna make sure I ask you, obviously everyone loved Walker. When this got announced, people were so excited. So mm-hmm. what are you excited for fans to see as the season goes on?
1: I'm excited for people to get to know the characters in town more. You know, that's that's the beauty of independence is the members of the town and these characters that are played by some of the most wonderful people I've met in my life. And uh, they, we everyone really put such heart and soul into the show. It's amazing to watch these characters as we get to peel back the layers and find out more and more of why these people are independent and what is driving them as we move forward.
0: Yeah, and I also want to add in quickly too, what I thought was really great that your show did, and I feel like we're seeing it more now, is the indigenous aspect. So to have not only like, yeah, they're in the background or, oh no, it's people were fighting. It's a character that's fully fleshed out. That is a part of the story that is active. And then it's going to be a part of this season and helping Abby and doing whatever they, you know, comes across. So what was that like for you too? Because this is new, which is shocking. Like this should not be new. This should not be something we're talking about, but it's new. And to have someone on there that's fully fleshed out living from that community Is amazing. What did that mean to you in terms of knowing that there was going to be a character full-fledged Native background, and we're repping the Indigenous people, which I think is amazing.
1: It's incredible to see, and and the Abby Callian relationship is one of my absolute favorites on the show. Mm -hmm. You know, each one is special in its own way, but there's a there's a bond, and there's a warmth, and there's a trust that exists between these two that you don't really see in many of the other characters. Um, and Justin Johnson Cortez, who plays Callian, does a beautiful Job and commits so much time and energy to making sure everything is done properly and and out of respect and celebration for the Apache culture, even down to you know he translates he he works with a member of the Apache community to translate things every episode into Apache right. so that they can make sure it's done in a way that's as accurate as possible. Um, and and I just give so much credit to Dustin for all the hard work that he puts in and uh, all of the little Easter eggs and and little sprinkles of that that we get to throw in and it really does become a significant part of the season but it's you know and it doesn't stop with Justin I mean there's so many incredible people on the show and so many different people that we get to showcase um from different backgrounds and cultures on this show and it, it really does present the west in a much more historically accurate way then then maybe has been done before or at least that's our hope and circle um
0: I guess I'll just end with my final question which is just you know obviously fans have followed you from show to show so for fans that don't get to speak with you and that are super excited and just follow you from thing to thing is there anything that you want to kind of say to them
1: just the biggest thank you you know for going from show to show and project to project it's always such a journey and it's such a you never know where you're gonna end up next um and the fact that you know, I've, I've been a part of so many fandoms that have such warmth and such love and such passion for the stories that we're telling. That's all I've ever asked for as, as an artist and as a storyteller. And, you know, just the fact that folks are excited about the stories that I'm I'm having a part in telling and, and excited to see what's going on next and to come on this journey with us yet again. It's the biggest gift. And I am very, very humbled by it and I have nothing but gratitude. So just thank you.
0: Hope you guys enjoyed listening to Catherine McNamara talk about her character and what fans can expect on this prequel, Walker Independence. It airs Thursdays on The CW, so make sure you check it out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts. And head over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe, so you're updated on all of our video content.